Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this 34 episode of the Dare Real Agile Podcast. Let's make lots of money. We are going to dare to dare speak about money in Agile. Yes, we do. Gonna dare speak about opportunities, money and sell and agility with my guest Marina Alex from the Sway system, sales with Agile. So without further ado, this is January the 28th. We recorded it very early in the month. Um, you could always watch my guests and myself, if you'd like, uh, into um, the Friday Live Agile. Every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 11 Central, 6 p.m. for Europe. You could catch me and see me live uh, about uh, all the same kind of topics. And once a month, we are recording... Uh, with a guest or without a guest, uh, the Dairy Agile podcast, because we maintain our scrum way of uh, time boxing and focus and courage to be with you in your pocket, running with us, uh, training with us, doing your spinning. A lot of people write me that you do spinning with me uh, and with my guests. So I'm very, very happy to be before you for this first podcast of 2022, the year of the tiger. Um, with a bit of the background of the Pet Shop Boys music, Opportunity, Let's Make Lots of Money. And uh, you're going to see, we're going to kick the show off with the Sway, because it's uh, the favorite song, it's the dance that inspired Marina Alex, my guest of this month. So I will um, just do this quick introduction, and I'm uh, starting to um, rethink, uh, I'm starting to rethink really how I'm going to do this, because... You know, I'm not a professional podcaster nor a vlogcaster. I love it. I love to communicate out there, to dare real agile with you, to speak about uh, everything, business, agility, scrum, DevOps, and lean in another way and to another angle. That's why I'm reaching out to the community and people who want to speak about what they innovate. And Marina Alex is one of them. And I love what she did. Uh, with the marketing and sales, <clears throat> and she are, and we are going to talk about it because, as you know, at the Dare Real Agile, there is no interview; it's conversation, authentic, uncut, unrated conversation. So here it is for you, my friend. Right now, let's welcome Marina Alex for this January the twenty eighth episode thirty four of the Dare Real Agile podcast. And subscribe; we are everywhere. And see you next month. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, amazing and beautiful people, lovers of business, agility, Friday Life Agile. For you today, we have a very special guest, very good friend of mine that I want to introduce you soon. Sway, sway with me. We're going to sway today, talking about money and business agility, agiles and sales. Yes, that exists too. Everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Sorry about this. It's the magic of life. And uh, of course, for my audience on the Dare Real Agile podcast, we'll make it out loud. This is the right to mistake. Sorry about this. Yeah. Everything was perfect, but 
you know, we just learned. I don't know what was the uh, the issue here. So I'm glad you accept to join us at the Real Agile Podcast to talk about money. I don't know why, but it seems like when we talk about money, people don't like it. Is it the same for you? Uh, where you're from? Uh, I'm from Russia, but I'm from sales. And before Agile career, I had experience like 10 years. I was a head of sales department in big bank. That's why I always um, loved money and I love money right now and I will love money. And sometimes I, I can say that money, it's like air for the business. We came to this planet not just to have air, right? To breathe. It's not our main purpose to breathe every day. But if um, we couldn't breathe, we will die. And I believe money for business is something like this. So when you say like business, is a, it, it's the flow of the river. Mm -hmm. It's like the currency, a currency. Yep. Because I don't know why like people don't like to, you know, the Agile movement, if you remember, it was there to make people richer, to make people more efficient, to work smarter and to have outcomes. So it's always for the business. And as you mentioned, business, uh, we need money, we need investment, we need a return of that investment and so on. So like, uh, and uh, I don't see often uh, our community talked a lot about um This kind of uh, importance of, oh, they will talk about budget and estimation. Yes, of course. But what about the outcome of creating like business value that could be also um, measured with uh, the return on investment? That's mostly it's uh, money. Because if you start a business, it's not just uh, to just, of course, we know that in the agile movement, the big motto, it's people first, which means the customer satisfaction first. But The main goal is when we create our customer, we want them to come back and we want them to come back. Why? Because they input flux of money into our um, business. Yeah. So But when we um, open any companies, when we create any businesses, our main goal to have to have a profit. When we have profit, we pay salaries. We can make our employees are happy. That's why we create value for our customers and we use agile mindset for that we think like this uh, to make it happen and their feedback is money and i believe that because i work with business 99 uh, with executives right now um, if they apply new initiatives or different approach agile or crm system whatever the main goal to increase profit right that's why they have different optimizations they change structures cultures whatever but um What I see on the market, we always speak about Agile like a mindset. We love Agile. And you know me, I'm a huge fan of that. And it's my huge passion. But at the same time, sometimes we forget to think about, okay, how much money it will bring us if we apply this mindset in our organization. And I would say in, in all world, because I work with many companies, in all world, we have three topics which people don't like discuss money what else what do you think two more topics which people don't like discuss but they don't like to talk about money they don't like to talk about uh, the sales itself i think too and the third one could it be um i don't know you got let me let me share it with you yeah. people don't like to speak about money sex and death Ah. This is three topics, and it's uh, it's not very comfortable for people to discuss that. But um, it's always the most interesting topics, right? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, often. So we, we could even put the, the fourth position, maybe politic nowadays. I don't know. It's something that could be. It depends. Yeah. Depends. And religion. Uh, yeah, it depends. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but these are moral questions. Money for most of people, religious or not, sometimes. And I said, like, that's why I'm asking you if it's the same, because the culture of the French Canadians, specifically, mostly Catholic, they don't want to talk about the three topic you mentioned because it's either uh, morally yes exactly exactly money, i don't understand because how could the money next to sex and uh, what was the third one you said death again? like when death. you die yeah yeah of course so yeah. anyway we yeah. today we're going to speak about that <laughs> exactly but uh, what the, i love like the fact that you're introducing like the prophet and now you coach executive a little bit like me and They always talk about bottom line and profit. And um, so we seem to be uh, at the counter movement of uh, everybody who wants to kind of socialize the business in a sense of um, uh, they want to, because they think that by putting people first, you could forget about the money. That's my feeling. I'm not saying it's necessarily a fact right now. It's just an observation. And uh, so that's why nobody talks about this, the still importance of the profit, because if you don't make any profit and if you don't have any customer satisfied that it will bring you, so you don't have a business and you don't have employee well paid, as you mentioned. So, so I, I really, what, what could we do um, to actually talk about money in the sense that it's, it's still part of, because you know, okay, let me rephrase it. When we teach agile or the agile movement of developing some kind of framework or to work. We always look at an organization, any business have three pillars. There's the people, there's the process and tools, and there's the technology. And you mm -hmm. see, they never teach, because sometimes I'm doing some kind of a business agility course for the MBAs here in Montreal. And I, they don't have any, I, I'm curious about like why they don't talk about money management, investment and everything. That should be a fourth pillar, right? I would say um, I'm as an expert, I'm always in the middle because my job to make happy employees, stakeholders and customers, and they should be equal, um, be happy as an equal, right? I, um, that's why my job to help organization to focus on three angles at the same time. Because if we focus only on money, like last 100 years, all salespeople, they focused only on money. Unfortunately, now it doesn't work anymore. We need to focus for customers and make our customer first. And that's why uh, what is there diff um, like one issue is here that in sales before we talked a lot, we had clear approach of manipulation of our customers. We knew all information about product or service. Now our world changed. We need to ask. We need to listen but it's completely different um, skills for salespeople. For sure, they don't want uh, to, to change themselves and it's, uh, it's difficult. Yes, but I, um, to answer to your question, I believe we should be in the middle. Um, love to customers and money, money and love. <laughs> yeah, but uh, because I'm just curious, like if, even before thinking like, because sometimes, you know, when, uh, When I try to counsel, because a lot of executives don't like to be coached. They want to be counseled. And they always bring the CIO, the CEO, of course, and so on. And I said, like, where's your CFO? 
could we talk with your CFO? Could we have access to your CFO? At least to understand, like, um, how do we financing you know, the development of your product, of your services? What is the, you know? So um, I'm kind of, um, I was asking that kind of um, question myself because sometimes, you know, like the basic, the Scrum Master should have access to everyone, right? If we take the example of Scrum. Yeah. So what about us as executive coach or business coach and business agility coach? If Do you talk with CFO also or it's only, do you talk to the entire C-level suites when you try to... Mm -hmm. This is a very good question, and I will share my experience because I believe that all um, agile experts or consultants, each of us, we have our own experience. Um, my approach is before I say yes, that I'm going to work with the organization, before that, I need to understand why they decided to apply agile, and I need to understand that I have people on the board and and plus executive level who will support me in this journey without this support i'm not sure if i believe in any agile transformations in organization that's why i need some security with power of making decisions because agile even in sales it's not just apply agile in sales and be happy for sure you will increase your sales if you apply agile in sales but the main idea to change all organization and i'm talking about Um, report system, I'm talking about structure, I'm talking about pr uh, different uh, process, pr processes, and I'm talking about new culture. That's why board and executive level, some of them, for sure not all, because it's just impossible, should be um, big advocates for changes. When I have this power, I say yes. That's why I always work with executives, with board, But again, my job, and I'm happy because I'm a salesperson, my job to sell idea about agile transformation to whole organization. That's why in the beginning, for sure, we, we create a um, pilot team in sales. We increase sales. We have numbers because all uh, executives, they love numbers. This is their language. And I will talk about language later a little. But again, okay, we have numbers, and then I go to them and say, look, Magic Agile works, but now next step of Agile transformation to apply this mindset in your level. And then we create cross-functional teams with executives. We have retrospectives. We have common goals and uh, prioritization and all this stuff in their level. And then scale um, Agile mindset in whole organization. But let me ask you, let me go back a little bit because you said I'm a salesperson. So what was your yeah. personal path? Uh, to business agility for yourself. How did you find value in Agile mm -hmm. uh, to bring it, your sales skills with the Agile things? Yeah, it was yeah, it was about seven years ago, and I worked in big bank, and I was head of sales, and I was pretty successful and pretty happy. But some somehow inside, I wanted something new, and I was invited in one um, IT company startup, like 50 people. They had several teams of developers. They used Scrum, and it was agile organization and it was very flat organization oh. and somehow i told them yes <laughs> and they invited me to be a leader of sales but the problem was that i was from big bank and i had a huge ego as executive and when i came first time to this small organization i decided to show them who's main boss in this room 
because I was shocked, to be honest, that they had a lot of sticky notes. They had different strange meetings, like different words, like backlog, daily, scrum master. I didn't have any idea what they were talking about. That's why, for sure, I tried to bring them my culture from big organization. Oh. And one day, I remember like it was yesterday, they invited me and they told me, Marina, we would like to have a retrospective with you. First of all, I didn't know what does it mean to have a retrospective. And I told them, okay, let's do it. And they decided to give me feedback. First of all, I wasn't ready for any feedback from employees because I was a star, okay? I was an executive. And, but I told them, okay, what, what is their problem? And they told me, Marina, you're wonderful. You're a great salesperson. But you know what? We don't need a boss. We need a leader. And first of all, I couldn't tell them that, to be honest, I didn't know what does it mean to be a leader because nobody teach me to be a leader. Everybody teach me an MBA and everywhere. They, teach, they taught me how to be a manager. I didn't say anything. I came back home and I Googled what does it mean to be a leader. And after that... I believe I had my personal transformation. That's why I always say that Agile starts from within. We need to change ourselves. And it took about two years. And to be honest, it was pretty painful. But now, because I had this experience, it, it, it is easy for me to understand pain of executives and uh, support them in this very difficult journey. That's this amazing what you said, because... You give us an example of a concrete example of how to be a great consultant and a great coach without having ourselves transform. I don't believe it's possible, to be honest. I agree with you. And this is why I think that most of the coach out there right now, when they go to the, and I will name it, the IC Agile or the ACF, and they get some certification, but they they switch their mindset from manager to leader even before doing that journey? And do they have experience working with team like you've been confronted to at this uh, little startup and so on? So for me, you know, if I could share my story, I was an entrepreneur yeah. first. Since my yeah. 16 years old, I was like uh, pushing, uh, I create a DJ agency uh, back in the day when I was 16 years old to help my friend who were DJ going to Ibiza and London and everything. So I was an entrepreneur. So I was creating business and then business into uh, um uh, software stuff, uh, digitalization, and and CX and stuff. So I nobody is a coach. Nobody is necessarily a business agility coach or a scrum master, or what have you. You you became one because of your experience and your own transformation, as you well put. And I loved it. And now I understand better when I see, uh, not just your post, but the post of some of our colleagues. They say like it have to come from inside first. And then it's going out, and that's and also if you get experience in a specific field, that make you create something like I see behind you the sway. What is sway? Is it the song that we play at the yeah. beginning? Of yeah, the- I, I, sure. I'm I'm teacher of dancing. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, before I answer for this question, let me uh, share my uh, opinion about certifications. And um, I be, I strongly believe that we need experience first and then certifications. For sure, certification shows us that we had education, and it's great. But uh, we need education plus experience. How many hours did you help different companies? And, for example, in your story, you mentioned very important and I would say critical thing. 
you was entrepreneur. It means you have an entrepreneur mindset. For example, I have several businesses right now, and I will have more because I have this nature uh, of entrepreneurs. It's like, I don't know, we, was, uh, we were born like entrepreneurs. Yeah. But the, uh, the question is how we can help big organizations to have this mindset because unfortunately now they each of them in all levels of organization they should be uh, entrepreneurs in even if you're security even if you're um, board of directors or you're founder you have to be entrepreneur right entrepreneur that's why um, um, yeah I just I, I love your story <laughs> Thank you. But, but here's the thing. I, I think, I don't know if you read the, at the beginning of this pandemic, Steve Denning in Forbes, uh, he, he asked kind of a question. He says like, um, um, why, uh, no, he said that, why only the agile people, like a big name, will survive the next decade after the pandemic? Because, you know, 57, since the 1300s with the Black Plague to now, including the, the flu of 1918, 57 of all of these pandemic turned out with uh, economic crisis or civil unrest. I, I don't want to be negative this Friday, guys, but that's the unfortunate truth. It's data, it's science, it's numbers. So, and then now we have, and you know, a lot of people think Agile exists since the manifesto in 2001, but we could have a lot of literature since the 1940s and if, even after the, the crisis of 1929. And every immigrant that came in North America we're already agile. And not in just the term of adaptation, but in terms of flexibility, of turning around, pivoting faster, creating a new ways of doing things because the old ways doesn't work. So when I read that article, I said to myself, mm, there's a lot of organization of any size right now that, yes, the entrepreneur mindset, but also this kind of willingness to develop something, to create something, to be creative. If they are not, because Agile is not just adapting. For sure, I'm with you. Yeah. The creation of value. Testing hypothesis, it's about creativity. It's about new ideas. It's about to be able to have a lot of mistakes. And for executives, for example, it's very painful because you should be the smartest guy in the room. And somehow, sometimes you should say, sorry, guys, I have no idea how we're going to solve it. What do you think about that? And your team will find some ideas. But it's uh, it's completely different story, right? Uh, but for sure, many people say that Agile is about adaptation only. No, it's about creativity. It's about entrepreneur mindset. It's about open mindset. It's about... Um, learning every single second. And a couple of days ago, I had a very good conversation with one very well-known uh, millionaire in the United States. And uh, he told me, Marina, I believe that everything what I knew for last 50 years, it's nothing right now because world change. And I'm looking for people who believe the same because everything what worked before it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that it will will work today or tomorrow. Everything that you learn today doesn't mean that it, it will be relevant to tomorrow. And to be able to learn every single second, it's unique um, skills. And not all employees in organizations they have those skills. This is huge problem on the market. But it's a huge problem in the market. But uh, you know, there's another aspect that's going to be maybe a bit spicy. Uh... 
I know both of us, we are members of the Business Agility Institute, but I was very displeased with what they did last summer about this, they call it diversity and inclusion. And that as coaches, we have to be more like for everyone, but it's not everyone who could be a winner. I'm sorry. And it's not because we think that, that it's not inclusive. I think we could create a space, but for me, I prefer an open space of creativity, responsibility, and capableness than a safe space of we try to include everyone, even the loser. Because I'm sorry, I, I know I'm bold, but uh, I dare, I dare to speak uh, the reality because there's a, it seems to be a dichotomy between um, leadership, embracing leadership. I understand it's being part and collaborating and co-creating in a group. Yes, I advocate that. But in the meantime, if according to our vision, if we have a vision as a team or as an organization, and there's people who are not able to follow not just the change, but even create their own kind of transformation. So what do we do? Do we praise more the this diversity and inclusion? That for me seems to be a cognitive dissonance because diversity is having people with not the same point of view, but we could agree on a shared vision because of the business. So that's okay. That's for me the, the real diversity and, and inclusion after we I should I think we should invite people to join us if they're capable of. If they're not capable of there's no effort to put an in inclusion. What did you make of it? And especially if you um, talk about KPIs of money, if you are in This is very deep question. And let me share my uh, opinion about that. First of all, I believe that market will help us to understand who was right and who was wrong. Let me explain why. Mm-hmm. Companies who... Um, who never adapt for a new situation and they're not going to change, market will eat them. They will die, unfortunately. And now, for example, some companies, they invite me as an expert and told me, Marina, we were so successful last 27 years, but I feel it was founder. I feel like we're going, we're, we're losing our positions. I'm, I'm afraid that my business will die. And this is very big call to action right now. Uh, because business will die. This is the first thing. The second thing, if we're thinking about our nature around the world, only strongest uh, animals or, I don't know, flowers uh, survive because it's, um, it's our world. You, you have to adapt. You have to be strong. You have to be a very high level of prof- professionalism to be able to survive in this uh, market. Um, for example, let me uh, tell you this. Um, when we apply agile in sales, um, usually it's huge transformation for all organizations because in each organization in the middle you have sales. And your sales department com- um, uh, have a line and communication with other departments, right? It's like, uh, it's, it's like system. And if you change something in uh, sales, you automatically will change something in different departments. That's why everything what you're doing in sales, it's very visible and you have a transparency around the company. And at the same time, you have a lot of attention from executives because it's money. But when we change uh, mindset of salespeople, and usually we create cross-functional teams and we change structure and we invite marketing and other people from different departments, we 
we understand because it's uh, I have a big experience and I always say be ready uh, to lose about minimum like sometimes 20 sometimes 30 percent of your people during the first year because not all people they're ready to take responsibility for their own decisions to be very open-minded to be able to learn new things very quickly that's why not all people are ready for that that's why we lose people in this journey in the beginning that's why my um Main takeaway here, I involve HR department uh, to agile transformation from my first day to start work with the company because um, they will have a lot of issues because, first of all, we will start to lose people. Sometimes the best salespeople be ready for that as well. Then we need to hire people, but special people with very high level of profession skills plus special mindset, and it's not mm-hmm. easy. Then we have cross-functional, self-organizing teams who has opportunity to find the right people and fire people and hire people by themselves. For HR, it's like crazy world. Uh, but to answer to your question, I believe that um, in each market, in each business, in uh, consulting business as well, only uh, smartest people will be swive and have a lot of clients. Interesting. So you're, you're like me. You believe in the, in the free market and the liberty that came with responsibility as leaders and individuals uh, first. And then, of course, we could care and help each other. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is we have business. And the business, uh, whether it's corporate or not, <clears throat> it's there to, to make profit first. Yep. So... I know a lot of people will say like, oh, yeah, but Alex and Marina, you forget that we are in the movements of people first. But we didn't say we don't put people first because as a business, I think we care to put the customer satisfaction in front of it. So we should also have the, this mindset. But we tend to forget that without money, we cannot help people. Let me ask you and our audience very hard question. And I will tell you a real example from uh, one company. Um, average um, time which employees wor- have been working in this company more than 20 years. And company has an amazing uh, family culture where everybody loves to each- love each other. They support each other and they like big family. But now we have a lot of issues in the market and we need uh, different skills. We need to have a new people with different mindset, with different skills. But at the same time, founder afraid to lose those people because they spent 20 years in this company. But unfortunately, now in new world, we need different people with different skills. But our family culture, they don't want to uh, change uh, their Um, everyday working approach. My question is, what should we do? Should we um, lose everybody in the company who spent 20 years? It's almost, I know, it's a lot. Or should we, what what do you would suggest in this situation? Well, well, first, like, I I understand the context you put forward, like, uh, in terms of the structure of the company, but it doesn't tell me that this all 20 family business, uh, 20 years old people, family business, do they agree on a change of vision or a change of, 
or is because I if it's just to adapt to the market, if it's just to adapt to the market, do they need it? Because if they are profitable, if they're making money, if everything is going smooth, is it a change? Like uh, I don't know if you know the example of Nokia. I think in yeah, Spain, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love this brand. Mm-hmm. They were in the paper wall and they start doing cell phones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so of course you don't need the same skilled person. So. So what is the context of a family business? Do you get rid of everyone? Not necessarily. You went through yourself a personal transformation. I did too. So if among those people of 20 years old, they be able to transform and to adapt to, but is there a goal? Is there a vision? Is there a new system for that business to transform? But imagine that you have an idea uh, that people first and we need to, to make everything, everybody happy, right? Mm-hmm. And your people for the last 20 year, years, they, they don't want to learn many new things. They love their life every single day. Um, everything uh-huh. is good. Um, every, uh, everybody are friendly. Uh, but now business uh, started to lose their position. And every day they lose profit and something wrong like you imagine you you have a ship like boat right and suddenly something wrong in boat and you need to fix it but people are like oh no everything is fine don't worry about that yeah again now with with that context of course but it's a it's it will be a tough choice nobody yeah. say it's easy oops yes, nobody it, said it's easy exactly and right? again yes it's not easy that's why business uh, especially executive uh, executives they should have a lot of very difficult decisions because yeah on the one hand you need to adapt for a new market on the other hand you need to respect people who spent 20 years with you i mean it's very very difficult uh, yeah. but, but I mean, in that case like what do you make me think live right now is that this people first movement it's become a cult and this is why we don't want to talk about money, investment, and, yep. and things. But in the meantime, it's also an effect of decades, especially in North America, of outsourcing, um, lay off people, not for the reason you explained, not because the no, because to make profit, we let go of people, skill or no skill, twenty years or five years. So that was a lot of mistake that manager did because they were not leader. Yeah. I think exactly. so. so. I could understand why maybe the people first movement of this, what I call this uh, pinky agile mindset of people from HR taking over the this inclusiveness and da da da. They forget and they don't want to talk about the money because it's kind of a backslash of maybe since the 1970s. Because it, we, we are living right now, Marina. I don't know if you know this, but the inflation, the shrinkflation, the dragflation. Yeah. And uh, all of this devaluation of especially the U.S. dollar, but Canada, we don't, we, we are in the same place. And this is why you see me uh, with this, because this for me is not investment. This is the future of exchanging between people and between professionals, because this is the, I am my own bank. So, and people will have also to get to have another relationship with the money as an exchange systems. Gold is there for about what, 5,000 years, sort of? Yeah. Yep. It will still be there, silver also, but the money, the, the fiat money, it's gone. I think but in the next decade... It's, imagine, it's but imagine how much changes are going to be in the whole world with, uh, with money, with everything. And for business, it's huge stress for any businesses. And I had experience with applying Agile in 
healthcare, hospitality, banks, uh, insurance company, brokers, TV company. I mean, everybody is struggling right now. Well, I, okay, I like that because, you know, I know you for about, what, three, four years. We met one time in New York. And I've always been amazed by uh, the fact that you are part of, as a, as a professional, you really set things apart and I love it. But now you just show me something else that you work for L care and we talk about sales and money. So this is amazing. So, which means that actually you don't necessarily apply only one type of system or mindset of agile and sales. You also a great leader that could bring people to transform and make things smarter. I would like say that. in the beginning, in my pink world, I thought that I will uh, create my own system and I will play agile and sales only and um, it will be my main focus. But for my whole career, I've never applied agile in sales only without uh, uh, communication with executives, HR, IT people and all this stuff. And one day I realized that like, okay, <laughs> it doesn't work when you just apply agile in sales and you will have a magic. You need to have a, a good communication with different departments. You have to help uh, salespeople and marketing people to be in, as a one team with the same KPIs. There are a lot of work around. But for example, case about healthcare, I had several uh, cases in healthcare. And one of them, is my favorite um it was a clinic and in this clinic i'm not sure if i know how to say it in english but the main idea of the product was to help uh, women uh, to be pregnant they had some difficulties and um the, this uh, doctors they helped people uh, women to be pregnant and in our in our goal and i applied sway okay uh, with doctors and our goal in our list, like in in, uh, in uh, Scrum, you have backlog, right? In uh, Sway, we have a list of goals. We mm -hmm. had a goal to increase our success of pregnancy because our idea was that if we increase percentage of our um, successful pregnancy, uh, uh, our customers uh, will recommend our clinic to their friends and we increase sales. But again, on the one hand, you have lives. Imagine my goal was to help uh, to increase lives and make many, many people happier around the world. But on the other hand, every single day, I mm -hmm. had uh, numbers about profit, uh, about income, about everything, because wow. they earn money by that. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now this this is really specific. Uh, care pregnancy uh, control or control birth and mm -hmm. so it's amazing because it's an impact of having a family happy of getting pregnant and having a child. Yeah. And at the same time, you have those KPIs of how do we have a growth sales and everything. So yeah, when exactly. you touch, the, yeah. So uh, it's quite interesting. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, for people who don't know, like Sway stands for Sell with Agile? Yeah, Sales with Agile. And um, uh, when I told you a story that I was uh, in, uh, invited to Agile company and I learned everything about Agile and I had a lot of Scrum workshops just to understand what they're talking about because uh, as I told before, developers they have their own language like chinese <laughs> Salespeople they have another language like yeah. russian language i don't know um 
um, financial part, they have their German language. And our job as a consultants to help them to understand difference between them. Because, for example, I my choice was to be in sales because from my six years old, I, I was special person and I was ready for sales because this is my love to talk a lot. Yeah. Someone to make decision to go to uh, IT department because brain was different compare mine, right? We made this choice in the beginning, probably because we were different from the beginning. But now we have to m- create a great communication and invite everybody in t- retrospective, but they speak in different languages, right? And um, why I told you this story, because uh, I even forgot your uh, first question. <laughs> because well, this well, is... Well, the question was just about like engaging and to, the, to, the, to define a bit uh, sell with Agile. And uh, yeah. and of course, I'd like to talk about like uh, yeah yeah and yeah, yeah and um, when I learn about Scrum, I created my first team where we apply Scrum in sales, and we increased our sales. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is magic! It's just magic. But then uh, day by day, I realized that Scrum doesn't work in sales very much, and I will explain why. In Scrum, you have a product, right? You don't know exactly what you're going to create in the future. Day by day, uh, by receiving uh, feedback from your customers, you create something, you test something, and in the end, you have a wonderful product. In sales, it is opposite situation because we know exactly what we need to achieve. We know our numbers from the beginning. We know um, how many clients do we have for that. I mean, we have business goals. That's why I, I adapt Scrum, Scrum for sales. I uh, created Sway System, and you can read about that. But the main idea um, to create a common vision, like uh, for sales and marketing, create uh, sprints, create a goal to have a prioritization, to have my favorite retrospective. I believe that retrospective is a key in this journey. And I believe in family retrospective. I believe everybody should be able to give feedback to each other and discuss sometimes difficult um, problems. But anyway, I created Sway, Sales with Agile, and now many countries translated, like many more than 12 uh, different languages. And wow. it, it, every single day in LinkedIn, I receive many feedback like, oh, we apply uh, Sway here, we applied Sway, Sway here. And because uh, I have a lot of clients, I don't have time even publish something and tell everybody. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's somehow people do it by themselves. But at the, the beginning, at the beginning you, you try at least from the Scrum system itself yep. to configure it to be adapted to the sales teams yep. and to any marketing team, but you 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 found some laws, but because of course Scrum is is from a lean project management and then product development system. I think we all know that, and it's used a lot of science, like the language of the developer, the language of the engineer. So of yep. course business people, including the creative people of CX customer experience or you uh, uh, yep. using, using integration so user experience so. They, it's not the same language. So I think like a great Scrum Master, which is a coach actually, who could yep. like, uh, will be able to, when we say facilitation, in that case, it's translation of the shared vision of a language, yep. of a common language. And I don't know if you if you agree with me, but me, my experience and, and developing myself and business agility with Enterprise Scrum back in the day uh, with the one who put us together. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. as we salute. I think... 
the base in it was to simplify the language yeah. and to use like the base of Scrum, but to configure it to any type of um, department and breaking the silos within an organization. Yeah. To make that kind of translation of the different mindset of the different kind of, uh, how could I say, the talent? Because yeah. a certain talent is good for this, but that's okay. Uh, so, so was it like uh, your base to develop your systems and then you evolve it? With I adapt. I, I adapt. I translate it. I put a lot of my sales experience and I created like guide to help people to do what I do. I tried it to scale myself. This is mm. first thing. The second thing I I always say like guys. Uh, for each company, you need to create your own sway. First year, you do everything what I wrote in guide. You learn how to do that. But then in the beginning or in uh, after one year, you have to create your own system. You need to adapt any approaches, any uh, frameworks, any systems for your own business because it's your own story and you need to create something your own. Because sometimes what I see, okay, we have 2,000 people. Everybody will use Scrum. <laughs> from the Monday. Position. This is yeah. the age of position we are in? Yeah. yeah, from Monday, everybody. Yeah. Why? Some, some teams, they will use Scrum. Some teams will use something else. And this is flexibility. This is agility. Yeah. But sometimes some experts say, okay, only Scrum. Some experts say only Kanban. Some experts say classic management, product management, and they just see like only this tool and nothing more. I'm different in this case. I believe, um, for me, I have a metaphor. I believe that I'm like a doctor. And when I see company, I explore and I create um, a system of uh, helping, whatever, description, right? Or medicine description, whatever, yeah. uh, for Genocide. each company, because we are so different. We're just completely different companies, even if it's the same area. And, and you know, uh, I don't know if you see it behind me, I'm creating a brand called Next Level Agile, but mm -hmm. and I'm doing a book right now to propose. It's more than a systems and things, but I think we are to solve this problem. You mentioned about the, what I call with Daniel Mezik and some others, the age of end position where Agile is right now with this big firm and even like the safe process who try to impose one monolithic, one size fatal model. And I think we are due for what I kind of kind of creating right now is CAAS, Coaching and Consulting Agility as a Services. I tried it with some CFOs and they like the idea because it's going to be consulting and or coaching and training on demand for specific facilitation or introduction group using anything we mentioned, including Kaizen, including the lean thinking system, anything. And even though uh, working with you with sales and marketing teams, having them creating their own sway, because as you mentioned, every organization, every person is different. They don't have the same kind of market, maybe the same kind of culture. So, but how could they use the base to actually do what you did? You say, okay, Scrum is, yeah, it's nice, but it's not enough. So let me create Sway. And then from Sway, they could actually create what is going to be good for them. Yeah. But the main idea. That's what I want to propose. Like actually just enlighten them and spark them to create something that will reflect to, to yeah. their needs. And but the main idea to help organizations to put customer first, 
to create teams who will understand customer needs faster than competitors and make a profit. Because, for example, when I start work with any companies, I explore numbers um, for last three years. I see dynamic. I understand what is going on with business. I explore everything. All data, I need to understand like, um, what is going on with sales. And then change something and change structure, culture, and all this stuff. But every single month, I me measure by profit. How did I help to the company? And sometimes, and maybe it will be useful for other coaches, I have percent from, from profit growth. I have a fix as a coach and um, pretty big plus percent from um, or, or, um, stocks from company. Oh, because my job to increase profit. This is um, why they pay me. Interesting. I did that with startups back in the day. They could not afford to pay my services, and I kind of being yeah. This is very good. This is very good. Yeah, and but big companies they never believe that when I tell them, look, we can increase for twenty percent what I see right now. We can grow for twenty percent this year, and nobody believed. That's why in the beginning, when I say, okay, I will, I would love to have three percent from that, and everybody, okay, because it's just impossible, do it. And then when they, it's time to pay me, like Marina, how it's possible? And I told them, guys. I created 80% for you. Enjoy. Enjoy, yes. And uh, and talking about money, it's not it, it's nothing wrong to to make money out of our of our fruit because it's part of our fruit because we all know that money is it's 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 a tool, it's an exchange, but it's also the flow of and the fruit of what we could accomplish at some point. Uh, but I'm from sales world. In sales world, we grew up with numbers our yeah. job to increase numbers our job increase numbers right that's why i love numbers and uh, i can measure everything by numbers i can measure love i can measure happiness of uh, employees i can measure profit it's numbers it's my favorite mm -hmm. language but well, the problem is sorry to interrupt you but the problem is and maybe for young coaches it will be very useful not all agile coaches are talking by numbers they talk uh, they try to explain about culture and it's wonderful uh, wonderful about adaptation but nothing about numbers that's why it's difficult for them to sell themselves to the company because business don't understand okay why should i do that why it's just it stuff it's not for yeah. me like uh like i had a meeting last week in uh, the uh, within an executive plus they invite the the advisory board of that company. So there were people outside of the executive uh, board. So yeah. There were two board of people, but these guys, they're asking us, the three coaches were there, what's the bottom line for me? What's the bottom line? Exactly. We are going to invest maybe $1 million in product yeah. development for yep. the next few years, plus the devaluation of the currency, because you, you talk about analysis, financial analysis, you're from sales and banking. So I, have you ever do because we, we start to propose like what is the trend analysis too? Like the external factor of what we call the VUCA. Yeah. Because it's one thing to to set some kind of business goal, but do you have a system to support it and to also manage risk? And when I say risk here, especially financial risk. Um is there is there some kind of discussion you have? Usually? Yes, I have discussions about risks because first of all, um, we know. I always say this is my salary. It is your investment into the future. 
That's why from investment perspective, I see how much money they invest and my job to help them to grow, uh, grow up their sales and make money, right? But at the same time, I always say, look, okay, if you're not going to change a motivation system, you will take a risk that nothing happened and you will just pay a lot of money to me as a consultant. But in the end, you will have nothing. And this is your responsibility. In the beginning of our contract, I always explain what kind of changes in this organization I need to make happen to be able to increase profit. And if they are not ready, and sometimes they don't, um, I say, sorry, guys, when you're ready, call me because now I'm in position, I'm working, with, I need success story. My success story sells uh, sell myself, right? I, I don't want to have bad stories. That's why in the beginning, it's easy for me to say, no, let's wait a little when you're ready to involve your executives in this um, uh, journey. But uh, I just, yes, I always speak about um, risks from that perspective. Interesting. Yeah. When you talk about uh, success stories, of course, as consultant and entrepreneur, that's what we want. So what do you make of these uh, Mexican group uh, that start the, uh, and yes, I will use the F word, they call themselves the fuck up night. Have you heard about that? This uh, culture of failure. Can you imagine mm -hmm. that? And business. Because they say, as you mentioned a bit earlier, you said like, we have the right to make mistakes. Yes, mistake. Yes. But not yes. failure. Do we learn from our mistake to avoid failure? Is that the mindset? Yes, it is mindset. And for example, I was invited several times in executive uh, teams to help them fall in love with mistakes. Because uh, our problem was that they afraid mistakes so much that they didn't make any decisions. And our competitors, they create a product and put on their um, uh, big uh, stores And we were still thinking. That's why I love idea about mindset, not just mistake to create 1,000 mistakes and be proud of, about yourself. No, exactly. Each mistake, it's learning. When okay, what did we learn today? We try, it didn't work. What did we learn? And day by day, yes. And salespeople should think like this because they continue to call and try to sell something like called. We call it in sales. Uh, cold calls. Do you know what, what does it mean? Yeah. Do you laugh oh. when somebody calls you and try to sell something? I even like a lot of cold email right now. I call them peddlers. Uh, they come in my inbox of uh, even Anna, my virtual assistant. She's like, my God, you have like uh, 70%. Of, but that's not a good way of selling nowadays. Yeah, but people continue to do that. But the world change. Find yeah. your uh, uh, customers in different way. Uh, but again, if you put customer first, this is main idea of Agile, right? When you put customer first, you understand how they buy, where they buy, why they buy, what do they need, and all this stuff. And for sure, customers are happy because they receive exactly what they need. And yeah. it's beautiful. And So I know like business schools right now are not very adapted to uh, the, uh, the actual world and the upcoming world of business. Because they don't teach people to do trend analysis, financial analysis, bottom line analysis. They don't do this. Because I teach sometimes, I don't know if you know, but sometimes I go, there's a teacher from the MBA or the management school at both uh, bachelor level and master's. And they invite me to talk about business agility for three courses. So we explain this and we have yeah. this kind of conversation and I make them do some exercise and so on. Because they don't have in their courses 
this kind of other mindset or other ways, I should say, of approaching any kind of leadership problem and creating value. And creating value, again, yes, it's money, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mary was right. And everyone's value, it's uh, it's money because with money, money, you could create other value. You could make a great uh, HR system with people happy working there. You could have like a lot of things because without without money as a flow, uh, you, you don't do anything. You don't develop. You don't improve. Uh, so, yeah. and this is the kind of the elephant in the room that people, even on LinkedIn, they don't want to talk about sometimes. But maybe oh, because Agile was born in developers' world, right? And in IT, you don't have a lot of conversations uh, about money. It's just different language because their goal to create a, an amazing product, uh, sometimes like it's their main focus. Salespeople, mm. they always think about money. That's why. I create combination and I have for sure values and money at the same time. That's why probably. Um, but you see, I think like the agile values and principle over the software development, I mean, manifesto, like when we adapt it to the entire enterprise, as you and I did with, yeah, yeah. with our teams and people. And our role as coaches is to be the translator between the money talker and those who produce the thing. Because, you know, too often in my experience, I've got especially the marketing team saying, like, oh, Marina, you won't be there as a developer if I'm not here to sell things, to sell that software. And the developer will say, yeah, well, but if I don't code what you sell, you won't be able to sell it. So both are right. Yeah, just different and, language. Uh, but, but they have to work together. That, but for me, yes. this is the real cross-functional team. It's not just a software development team with cross-functional uh, yeah. skills. It's the entire enterprise. And, and I think that's what we call business agility. Yeah, but uh, our job to help organization to create uh, continuous feedback from their customers. And money, I believe that money, it is one of their type of feedback that our customers are happy they're happy because they they buy our product. That's why our profit is growing, right? This is type of feedback. If nobody buys, it means that something wrong, right? But the problem is that salespeople, they try to push and sell anyway, even, even if nobody needs that. And what I see in many organizations, when salespeople, they sell software for huge money, for millions of dollars, and then developers realize that it's just impossible to make it happen what salespeople promised. And yeah. this is huge problem, just huge problem. Um, that's why we, in this case, we create uh, special meetings. Before sell something, you need to be uh, sure that it, uh, it will be possible. This is one thing. The second thing, that your client need that, real need. And, and about the needs, like I know in marketing for a couple of years, they try to sell a dream or they try to sell a need. But what I realized lately with the new generation, I don't know what to call them, like uh, the children of the millennium, is the, mm -hmm. is the Z or something like this. I realized, yeah. especially with one of my business and traveling, the new generation, let's say those who are 20 years old and under the, they start going into college and start going to the, the work market. The labor market, I, I realize that they don't want stuff, they want experience. So that's changing our role of because they, they okay, of course, we say, oh, yeah, but everybody has a, has a phone and that, yes, but they want more and experience. They will put more money into traveling the world 
or into going into a kind of an event or having an experience in something. Uh, uh, they will pay some kind of de personal development course and stuff. I see a, a, a changing in how the market is demanding what the organization are providing. Like, for instance, when you have a disruptor such as R Airbnb, when uh, uh, it was an experience too, it's another way of traveling and it's another way of having a lodging when you're traveling. And it's so the shared economy, they call it, but we could discuss that could be another topic. But so when you say like, oh, they want to sell, they want to sell without understanding the needs. So some organization were good in creating the needs. But now I see the needs is also changing from a generation perspective where we want to experience that. Yes. They're... I don't want to go to that hotel necessarily. I want to go to a safari in Mozambique and I want to experience yeah. that. I want to experience the pyramid of Giza. So I don't want to go in Egypt, but I have to go in Egypt. So, I mean, there's another kind of, I, I see it with my travel agency. There's a, they don't care about, I want to do this. I want to go in Bali to experience the beach of Bali and this. So they want an experience. They don't want to have a souvenir and stuff. Uh, apparently, even in Cancun, I've been told like the, the amount of souvenir is decreasing. That Nobody is purchasing any stuff. They just want to enjoy the experience with the Mayan community or going in the jungle, doing it. You know what I mean? So Yes, for sure. I have a 12-year-old boy in my oh. <laughs> apartment, and I see that he's completely different. He's values are different his interest is different his speed of achieving information is different i'm not sure if it's i mean yes for sure they're different but again they're now they're 12 or 20 it means that one day there will be clients for companies yep. and our job as a business to be able to adapt for new customers because, for example, I, uh, I was a consultant for one TV company and people stopped watching TV and they, uh, it was TV shopping. And imagine that oh. every, it's your main sales channel, TV, but people stop watching TV and you lose like millions of um, uh, customers each month. This is a problem, right? Did they switch to a kind of a, a web streaming or something else? Trying, they... yes, trying different channels, different, but it's it's completely different world. And not all employees are ready for that because you know exactly how to sell in TV, uh, but you're not sure how to sell in Facebook. It's completely new story, and not all people really won't even try. Well, have you seen that video lately? Of uh, I don't want to name the company, but. They put a video out there to simulate a kind of a prototype of doing your grocery within the metaverse. Mm. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. I'll, try to find it. I'll send it to you after the show. Yeah. And for you literally, you could see your end moving in the alley and bringing product into your, your cart, but it's all virtual. So it's a metaverse wow. project. It's a data analysis project they do. I don't want to name the company here because... Uh, I don't like mm -hmm. them anyway, but so it, it's coming, it's there. And I got a team uh, I work with uh, in Texas, in Austin. They develop, uh, they develop things of, uh, the, the, even the web the, as we know it right now, uh, one exists maybe in five years, uh, Marina, did you know that? So Which one? The, the web that we are using right now will be completely different within, within the next five years. 
uh, yeah. starting right now. So there's going to be a tall. I believe. Number. I believe in teleportation. I believe that <laughs> I was one, and I'm in. I don't know in South Africa, <laughs> or yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, for sure, our world will be completely different. Even 20 uh, years ago, we didn't have Zoom, yes. right? Um, but there were other things. There were webex. There were like uh, yeah, anyway, there were other things. Yeah. But of course, Zoom. It's uh, because Zoom. Uh, the guy who founded Zoom was from a Cisco company. They yeah, were doing yeah. like phone conference. They were the first to have video conference. What they did with Zoom, they put it on the web. So like we do right now, Melon app from uh, Logitech. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same kind of background technology. But me, what I foresee, uh, Marina, is. Um, because we are off or like, we'd like to talk about money, but it's all about money because it will take money to actually change this, this way. And, uh, you say 20 years, we didn't have zoom, but now it's even faster. So how do we keep up? Because I, I like what you said before for your, your example of the family business of 20 years old, but also just lately you said like, Oh, are they ready? Are the Walker ready for that? Uh, because it's, it's not a question of is the market is moving too fast or is that it's, everything is kind of a disturbance, but it's not a disturbance. It's opportunities. I don't, I see it like this. Uh, if people focus on the fact that, ah, oh, we're going to have to change again, it shouldn't be a burden. It's part of the evolution but not all people love change. You're entrepreneur, entrepreneur by your uh, personality. You love yeah. changes. This you have, um, how to say? You have kive. How to say in English? You have um, how to say passion, and you have fun when something changed. And I do the same. But for some people who spend twenty years in the same job in the same office. Any changes, like it's critical, it's it's unusual because er- before it was like step by step. I totally yeah, I, 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 and, I, and I understand that nobody should be the same. Nobody should be all Marina and Alex. Mm. Because I'm Alex, that's funny that your name is Marina Alex, but it's a, <laughs> <laughs> but what I meant is of, and of course Maybe I'm, I'm your mother. <laughs> and I understand, yeah. And I understand that uh, some people, they like it linear, very stable and stuff. That's okay. I mean, uh, but I mean, when you have an objective and if you want to, that's, that's a really curious thing because I'm also for, like, we talk about free market and freedom. And I think instead of having safe space, it should be space for everyone way of living, respecting their choice. So I'm all for it too. When we talk here about business agility and sales with agile, of course, uh, I'm addressing all of those leaders, entrepreneur or not, that want to make money. So if they're in a mindset of seeing every chain as a burden, they are not at the right place. I'm sorry. Yep. They should not be in a C, uh, C-suite uh, committee. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to be bold, but I think that's the truth. If, if they're struggling, and then after the worker support them, uh, to achieve this, of course, they have to. It's always a part of our job to make them see the uh, opportunity instead of the challenge. Uh, there's a quote from uh, John Digwig, if you love uh, trance music, John Digwig, uh, Sasha. Uh, Sash, the group I'm, Sash. I'm a rock fan, okay? I love rock. Oh, you're a rock fan. Sorry, I thought, I thought you like uh, trance music like uh, our friend Barbara. Okay, but in that case, because, rock. because uh, there was a quote, he says, like, uh, there's no obstacle, it's only challenge. Mm-hmm. 
So could you imagine like, so from obstacle, we go to challenge. Some people will see challenge as something negative. For me, challenges, it's opportunities. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, there are no uh, challenges. Opportunities, and then you win. Yeah, it, it depends how you see them. But again, for companies, uh, I would say that agile transformation, it's not cheap process because, first of all, you need to hire a good agile coach, right, expert. The second thing, for sure, you will probably um, change your sales motivation. You will apply new uh, tools like Slack, Uh, Trello, Asana, new CRM system, many, many things like this. And uh, it will take time to hire good people, and good people, they're not cheap people. I mean, that's why just be ready to invest. Um, it's, it's not for free, for sure. No, exactly. And talking about money, that's one of the things sometimes when I uh, prospect some client, we go to a conversation and to... And uh, they want, like, so, some of the leaders, I will call them leaders, to be polite, but they, they come to us at the Agile Lounge, for Business Agility, or my other companies, we do some kind of CRM transformation and, and stuff, and they say, like, yeah, I, I want to I buy a Scrum. Can, can I buy Scrum? Mm -hmm. I said, like, well, Scrum is a system that could help you uh, doing things better and faster into your market. Or What is your objective? Before thing, like, telling me that you want to buy Lean Scrum or Agile, you don't buy Agile Scrum. It's a, you use this as a as a tool mindset to to actually helping so transformation. But I don't believe in Agile transformation, Marina. I believe it's the business transformation or right now a digital transformation. Business. I'm with you. It's business uh, transformation, but. We are selling it like agile transformation because it's uh, very hard to say it's fashion. It's easy to sell, yeah. uh, make sense like by world agile. But for me, agile is just sense. It just simply yeah. makes sense. That's it. Yeah, it's making sense. Yeah. And uh, making something uh, harder than you think because if you don't work hard, you won't have any result. Like I, I, I'm, I'm in a program right now to lose weight. I did lose weight when I was in Mexico last year, but apparently Canada, I don't know. I'm eating well, but I'm gaining I weight. Did, more. I did the same in the United States. I don't know how it's, uh, how it's happening. I couldn't. They put something in our food and water here. I think it's not I good. Think, I think some sugar in the air. Yeah, because you, know, you, when work, you, food, you work uh, to make it happen. But any changes, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's actions for sure. I always say that 50% of your success, it's great ideas. But other 50% of your success, it's actions. Without great ideas, without actions, there are love no it. success. But sometimes people, especially executives, I love them very much. And probably they love me as well. I hope so. <laughs> but I push them a lot. But they always love great ideas. They can spend hours and hours to create a lot of ideas and discussions and discuss and discuss. But then I, uh, they, uh, they always laughing like Marina will ask uh, us right now. Okay, guys, what is our actions? When? How? And after that, Marina, please stop it. <laughs> no, no, no. You pay money for pushing you. That's why. Uh, where is actions, guys? Exaction, exactly. And I like to call it activation. Yep. Activation thing. So let, let's go to Super Chat yep. if there are people yep. uh, around. Uh, great conversation, Marina. I love it. Thank And you. I think we have a lot to think because 
I'm thinking about talking about decentralization as well and stuff, but maybe yeah. for another time. And everybody who will listen to us in, uh, in the future, please uh, write us in LinkedIn your feedback. Just find me in LinkedIn and write, Marina, it was awful. Or Marina, yeah. oh my gosh, it was brilliant. I forgot everything for one hour and just exactly. was listening. And, uh, and to my audience for the Dare Real Agile podcast, I uh, will put the link to uh, reach out to Marina in the description of the podcast. As well, for those who are watching us live this Friday, uh, everything will be in the pinned comment of Rumble and YouTube. Uh, and I'm going to show you for only for those who are uh, watching live this Friday. So let's see. Uh, LinkedIn. Do we have people on LinkedIn mentioning something? Yeah, no? try to find. Okay. Because we're brilliant. There are no questions. No, <laughs> it no was a joke. <laughs> That's Maybe what they no, say. But, but, but again, as I said, like we'll probably see this weekend. Um, because now, currently, the counter, it's uh, only 17 people who watch it across the board. But again, uh, this weekend, especially if it's not a great weather, I don't know, uh, I see the numbers are going up uh, after a couple of first days. Because, again, I'm taking the risk of doing it on a Friday noon. You know, a lot of people tell me, oh, you should not do that. But the thing is, I'm working a lot. And that's the only time that I have to do this. It's on a Friday because most of my clients are taking it easy on a Friday, you know? I don't so, know. For me, Friday, it's the uh, end of the sprint. And it's the craziest day ever because we have a lot of retrospectives and demo and planning well, sessions for next week. So thank you so much. But me too, I'm doing a retrospective in about an hour as well. Yeah. Um, and now but it's, me, so, uh, it's so nice that you created that for people and you create opportunity for them to learn something new. Yeah. So for, for my podcast audience, as I said, in the description of the podcast, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, we are on iHeartRadio, especially for my Latin American community who ask it. So we are there now. So you could download our podcast on about 26 platforms, 13 countries, five languages. And uh, for my audience who's watching live and the replay of this show on YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter, you could see uh, the website of Marina, the Sway Cell with Agile, and you could dance. Probably, I don't know if you do some kickoff uh, with, the, with the music as well. Could be very interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, sorry, go ahead. We should do it with music. One day, this map yeah. will be blue. <laughs> So, so for those who are listening, again, all the link, the Sway system altogether.org, that's the place to reach out to Marina. And of course, if you go to uh, LinkedIn, you could reach her at Marina Alex. And um, if you have more questions, if you're interested in maybe having your own Sway journey into your yeah. sales and marketing teams. And I know uh, one of my new uh, partner called Online Business Systems from Winnipeg. Uh, I did share the link of this live stream to the sales teams there that I'm working with. And we are going to create within our community of excellence and agility and lean, uh, something to support the sales teams and professional services. And uh, I hope also maybe I will uh, need your help uh, when creating my CASS, uh, Coaching as a Service, uh, how to actually do the sale in the Sway system, professional service sales. It's not even product. We sell experience. So um, thank you so much for everyone who's listening. Remember, smash the like button, subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble channel, and hit the bell. Rumble us on Rumble. It's important because on Rumble, the experience is you rumble, and every time you get the rumble, so 
uh, we get some kind of Satoshi and Bitcoins. Yes, because that's the new way of uh, making an alternative living in exchange. So Marina, stay with me. I'm gonna Thank end you the very much for inviting. And I uh, wish everybody to increase your sales, make your customers happy and have a good profit. Yes, because if they're happy, your company will be successful because they will be fulfilling something and some desire. So thank you very much and see you next Friday with, I think uh, it's going to be in French next Friday. Is it the third Friday? Yes, it is. So it's going to be a French Friday Live Agile. Thank you so much and have a nice weekend, everybody.